On tonight's episode of Sippin' on a 40, we'll go over that that win. Yes, the Canucks won a meaningful game in March for the first time in years. The city's feeling nice. Yes, they beat the Avs, one of the best teams in the NHL, minus a whole bunch of players. But, hey, they beat the Avs on 2000s night, okay? So we'll talk about that game. Then we'll talk about we'll talk about the fourth decade of this of this lackluster yet historic franchise. I think that's the best way to describe the Vancouver Canucks. Let's do this, sipping on a 40. Man, we gonna have a lot of fun tonight in Vancouver, all my real fans. Yo, 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 what is up? Welcome to another episode of Sippin' on a 40. My name, Kyle Bowen. Shout out to SP Nation, Nux Misconduct, and most importantly, the Posted Up Studios in Burnaby. Yes, Burnaby, British Columbia. Speaking of Nux Misconduct, go get the network wherever you listen to podcasts. You'll make your hockey life a little bit better once you give it a swipe or tap. I promise you, you get four shows with whatever action you chose to do. Your Canucks, yes, your Canucks in the city of Vancouver picked up a a what a 6-3 victory against the Colorado Avalanche on 2000s night just got a phone call from the boss this guy's rocking the white orca jersey I have the same jersey looking back at it it is fresh if you maintained if you maintain the white on the jersey it is a fresh jersey it really is it really is rock that shit with some white kicks you can go out hey you can have a successful night out rocking that your city's gear all white you can't go wrong with white if it's fresh it's looking nice real talk 2000s night against the avalanche once again the canucks went 6-3 6-3 big night for McEwen. two goals in what eight minutes eight minutes played you're probably going to get that much minutes in the next game let's be real louis erickson is taking taking away all the other minutes and i know the team won but it absolutely makes no sense to me why this dude gets that many minutes now let's read this tweet from Sat. Yes, Sat. One of the more reliable guys in the city. Let's be real. Let's be real. Okay, he said, the truth is, guys like Sutter, Beagle, and Roussel aren't good enough to be used in a matchup role. That's why Bo's line is getting the tough minutes. That is true. That is true. I get it. That's 100% true. Horvat, with injuries, and just in general, I think, I think Green's made up his mind. He's had chances to take Horvat away from that matchup role, but it is what it is. He's always going to be that matchup guy. I get it. I get it. McKinnon on the ice. Horvat's there too, especially at home. It makes sense. Canucks aren't deep enough down the middle or their bottom six is just not good enough for them not to use that tool. But why is Erickson up there? Real talk. On some nights, he's invisible. On some nights, he's one of the worst players in the NHL. Now, I know the team won. We don't really have to start like this. But I can only imagine what this city will do in a real must-win game. A game you need to win to get in. Or a game you need to win to move on. I cannot imagine if the team lost and Louie had, what, like 16 or 17 minutes? I get that he's an NHL vet. I get it. But it makes no sense. He's just not good enough to get that many minutes. How about this? How does Jake Vertanen play play his best game in the show? 
how does Jake Vertanen have a pretty great year so far? Let's be real. He's been good on most nights. 18 goals. How does he do all those things and gets lined up with Brandon Sutter in a must-win game? How does he play less or get less impactful minutes than a guy like Louis Erickson? It makes no sense. Look, I'm a Travis Green stan. I fuck with the dude. You should listen to his interview on 31 Thoughts. It was incredible. I feel like he does have the, the correct amount of swagger to be that coach in Vancouver. I really do. He seems like a firm dude. He seems like a dude who, who when, when makes his mind, isn't going to change it based on any opinion. The more bitching and complaining the, the universe does about this, it's, it's not really going to work. It is what it is. For some reason, he's playing Louis there. I just don't get it. We don't get it. I feel as if the team does have a better option than Jake Vertanen. I know they got injuries, but Jake Vertanen is a way better option with Louis Erickson. Canucks went 6-3, though. Okay, I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, City. I know the team won. I know, and we've been sad for a long time. It feels like that. How many wins does this team have over the last 15 games? Barely any in crunch time. It's scary times. No Markstrom, a pile of losses. People are stressing. People are feeling, once again, I mentioned this on the Sipping on a Coffee blog on NuxMisconduct.com. People are feeling Canucky, to quote Ian McIntyre. People, I think people made fun of that term. I, I kind of fuck with it, man. Kanucky, this is what Kanucky means. Anytime someone from Vancouver experiences any type of bullshit in their life, you have the you have the complete, yes, complete permission to use the term Kanucky without without sounding like a fool. You just sound like someone who's from Vancouver, and you should be proud to be people from Vancouver and just use that swag. Go ahead. Did I say swag? Use that slang. Feeling Kanucky. It, it's been feeling Kanucky. And even going into this weekend. After a win, a lot of games played tomorrow. People are going to be scoreboard watching. I don't get it. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy. Don't do it. The destiny, the destiny that the Canucks need to need to finish off here is, is in their hands. Real talk, it is. Live your life. Live your life. Don't scoreboard watch. That shit is stressful. They're not going to listen to me. You know, you know they're going to do it. The weekend's going to change a lot of things in the standings, and, and you might wake up Sunday morning just as stressed out as you were today in the morning, even after this dub against Colorado, one of the best teams in the NHL. These games matter. These games matter. Yo, what is this? One of the This is the first win in March that actually mattered for this team in a very long time. A very long time. You know the people. You know the city. Yes, you do. You know the city. Is drinking tonight, partying tonight. You know the Pint is busy. You know the Roxy's busy. You know the Canby's busy. Those places are busy. I'm heading out to Fortune later tonight. Nobody there gives a fuck about the Vancouver Canucks. Nobody. Nobody. I will be surprised if I run into one fan of the Vancouver Canucks at Fortune Sound Club tonight. I really will. I really will. I don't, I don't blame those people too. I know the city doesn't have much to cheer about or to gather around other than the Vancouver Canucks. But when the team does not win, people don't give a fuck. Those casual fans don't give a fuck. I tell the story after the break, which I recorded, recorded an hour ago. I got to get out of here early. 
But I did it for the people. I did it for the people. But I'll tell it now to you, okay? This story happened yesterday. I was getting a haircut from a dude who who doesn't know me at all. It was the first time I went to him. And you know, you know the whole deal, okay? Barbers, they got to talk. They got to talk. I get it. It's, it's fucking awkward. You're shaving this dude's head. You're cutting things off. You're going up, up to close areas, close to his nose, close to his eyeballs, doing all these crazy things. You got to build that connection. You got you to gotta break that awkwardness. You got to talk. Anyways, he talks about the podcast and all that stuff. Talk about the Canucks. He, he, he straight up says it. He straight up says it. He stopped watching this team. They, they lost too many times throughout the years. He, he stopped giving a fuck. But I can tell just by his energy, just by his voice, that once this team starts winning again, he'll jump on quick. He'll jump on quick. Vancouver, Vancouver, home of the casual sports fan. Home of a lot of Canuck fans, but home of a lot of casual, casual sports fans. Before we get to the other side, we got to talk more about this game. I can't just leave the people like this. We got to talk about Zach McEwen. Big game, big game. Not a lot of minutes. Like we said earlier, big game. Antoine Roussel, that third line with Gaudet, Roussel, McEwen, they were great. They really were. In limited minutes, they were good. Roussel, hey, he's been, he's been, he's been bad. He's been bad since he's been back. He looked great tonight. The Canucks need one of the biggest piece of shits in the NHL to be a big piece of shit. We've we talked about it many times, okay? We've talked about it many times on the network. The piece of shit in the NHL is someone who who pisses off the other team, but, but the other team wishes they had him. And he also contributes offensively. We know Roussel can do that. You know Roussel, a good, good Roussel. Why am I saying it like that? A good Roussel. A good Roussel can get you 30 points. The Frenchman. I fuck with Antoine Roussel. I fuck with the man. When I saw him make that kid's day outside of Park Casino, giving him minute after minute after minute, talking to him about whatever, it touched me. It was amazing. I was like, yo, I'm not going to roast this guy. We're not going to jump off his wagon for the rest of the year. I'm not. I can't do it. That's a good dude over there. And I know deep down, he's a good hockey player. He's a great hockey player. A lot, a lot of teams... Don't have a guy like him when Roussel is on their game. On their game. On his game. I got to get out of here, yo. I got to get out of here, okay? I know. We rushed this episode. We had to Friday night. My time is limited. Now, I did record something for something for after the break. And we base it around the 2000s, okay? I smoked a little joint, drank a beer, and just rambled about that decade. The fourth decade of the Vancouver Canucks. That's what, that's what they celebrated tonight. The 2000s. This team loves to celebrate everything. They really do. They really do. I'm surprised they don't celebrate players' birthdays at center ice before games. I really am. That's how Francesco does it. Your Canucks, they pick up a big win against Colorado. They need every point right now. Shit's crazy. I'm not looking at the scoreboard after games. until I'm only doing it until they play games. I really am. Because that shit is stressful, yo. And that's not how I want to live my life. You're listening to Sipping on a 40. See you on the other side. It's a, it's a recording from a couple hours ago. So I guess, I guess current me, present me, wants to say, have a good night. And I'll, and I'll say it again in like 15 minutes. But yeah, I got to go. Peace. Okay, okay, you're back on Sipping on a 40. My name, Kyle Bowen, K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. Go follow me on Twitter and Instagram, and I promise you that that once, once in every 46 days, 
your life will be extremely enhanced. Extremely enhanced. Some way, in some fashion, Kyle Bowen will do something fascinating to improve your livelihood. Isn't that incredible? You're listening to Sippin' on a 40 once again. Canucks Avalanche tonight. Canucks Avalanche 2000's night. The team that celebrates, celebrates everything. Let's be real. The Canucks celebrate everything. Celebrated the fourth decade in its team's history tonight at Rogers Arena against their once, yes, once arch rivals, the Colorado Avalanche. Man, 50 years, this team has given, has given its fans, its city, its people, very little to celebrate. <laughs> that's just a fact. <laughs> that, that's just a fact. There's no pessimism there. There's no, there's no entertainment there, really. I'm not doing it for no other reason than it just being a fact. And if this, is, if this is going to be, which it already is, the best podcast in the city of Vancouver, let's be real, let's be honest, we got to have the facts. Very little to celebrate from this organization's accomplishments, yet they celebrate everything. Ironically, it is what it is. Real talk, it is what it is. The fourth decade was celebrated tonight. And if we're going to do this, we have to get the, the best song of one of the best songs of all time. One of the best songs of all time in the background. Usher, yeah. Let's be real. Can, can you just give this to the people? Give it to them. Woo! Okay, baby! Ladies! Okay! I'm telling you. One of the greatest songs of all time now playing in the background. This song came out in 2004. In 2004. Yes, right off the top, we have to talk about... If we're talking about the 2000s, we have to talk about Todd Bertuzzi, Steve Moore. We just have to. I'm going to tell you where I was when that happened. I was watching the game with my grandma. Rest in peace. My grandma way better than your grandma. Watching the game with her on her bed. Saw that happen and was so confused. Just so confused. I think I was what? How long was that? 16 years ago? I was what? Eight, eight, nine years old? Damn. Damn, damn, damn. Bertuzzi sucker punches more. Everyone jumps on the dude. And causes the most damage due to that. <laughs> Come on, let's be real. You have eight guys just, just hounding down on your neck. Something is going to happen. Anyways, I was confused. I ran over to my dad. I was like, yo, what, what the hell is going to happen? What, what happened there? One of my heroes just sucker punched the dude. Is he, is he gone for five games? Is he gone for 10 games? Is he gone forever? And my dad right away, he was like, yo, he's not playing again this season. He called it. True story. Next day, go to class. And guess what we're talking about in school during a class session? We're not talking about the lineup. We're not talking about recess. Not talking about lunch. We're talking about in class, in elementary school. We are talking about Bertuzzi and more. In, some, in, in one of the subjects, it must have been social studies. The teacher made a split, split into two groups. One that, that was on Bertuzzi's side and one that wasn't. It was, it was so weird. But I obviously chose Bertuzzi's side. Don't, hey, I was a young chap in love with this team. And Bertuzzi was one of my heroes, one of the best players in the show. Don't, don't hate me. 
It is what it is. I was on his side, and I and I wanted it to play in the playoffs. We wanted those cups, baby. We wanted those cups. Even at a young age, cups mattered. And I remember the teacher just going off, just going off about what's going to happen, how that, how that, that was somewhat criminal. I remember her bringing up the police. It was bizarre. It was unreal. And it happened. It happened. And if that didn't happen, does Luongo become a Canuck? Yeah, that, that's what I'm going to lead into. We're talking about the West Coast Express, that era, the best line of hockey. One of its members, sucker punching a dude, ending the dude's career, big lawsuit. Misses the, the rest of the season and the playoffs. Comes back, plays a season, I believe, then gets traded. Gets traded in the Roberto Luongo trade. That, that, is, that is fucking fascinating. It really is. If Bertuzzi doesn't sucker punch more, I don't think Luongo's a Canuck. He, he's a big piece in that deal. Now, Alex Ald, the young prospect, up-and-comer, played a ton of games with the Canucks right before he got traded. He was also a big part, and he was actually brought onto the ice today. And it was cool to hear his stories during the first intermission about being thrown into the fire and not seeing that much, having a young goaltender play 60 starts in one season. It, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was different. And, and if that didn't happen, if Kluche wasn't, wasn't so bad and getting injured all the time, Luongo, yeah, he's not a Canuck. A lot of things had to happen to make, make that happen. And Roberto Luongo, he, he changed everything. He changed everything. He was more impactful than a Naslin, than a Bertuzzi. He made the Canucks really, really legitimate. I remember this poll that was being run. I don't know if it was around like 2000 or 2007 or 2008, but it was this poll that was being run across the NHL where GMs were, were told to submit a player that they'd start a franchise with other than Roberto Luongo and Sidney Crosby. I believe it ran on Molson That's Hockey. And the player who won that poll was a goaltender, and that goaltender was yours. Yes, Roberto Luongo, Lou, changed the game, made us legit contenders. Because goaltending, if you have that hack, yes, that hack back there, a goaltender that's just way better than the other goaltender on any given night, you can win games. And we're seeing it we're seeing it somewhat this year too. Jacob Markstrom's been on a on a pretty pretty great run here prior to injury in the last 12 months. He's been the better goalie on most nights. I would say 80% of those nights. Talented dude. Roberto changed everything. How it ended. How we never got a cup. Somewhat sad, but somewhat, what's what's the word Ian McClutchy was, has been using, or I've been using more? He made up Kanucky. It was so Kanucky. Let, let's be real. What is Kanucky? Anything that, anything that is bullshit that happens in Vancouver. That's the definition of Kanucky. Motherf, come on. Come on. Okay, one more thing. One more thing. The Sedins. The Sedins. I mean, I know... Most of their success, well, their their peak levels of success based on awards, accomplishments, even with the team, individual, everything really kind of happened in 2010, 2011, 2012. A lot of numbers, a lot of numbers. A little bit of 2009. But to see, to see them throughout, 
throughout the 2000s for that whole decade from the start to the end of the decade. What they accomplished, looking back, that was that was kind of impossible. These guys kind of sucked. I remember growing up as a kid, watching this team, loving this team, and never really giving a fuck about Henrik and Daniel, especially during the West Coast Express days. Not giving one fuck. They didn't impact my team winning games, my city winning games. They were just kind of there. Now, were they unique? Obviously, they were fucking identical twins playing a professional sport, the best sport in the world. That's a strong statement. I got to take that back. <laughs> best sport in the whole world? These guys can't even nail a commercial down. Real talk. Can't be saying that. Soccer, best sport in the whole world. NHL second. Hockey, the second. NHL's the best, second best league. Yes, the second best league. I'll run with that. I'll run with that. Henrik and Daniel. To see where they came from and how they ended off the decade, yeah, once again, seemed impossible, but they did it and and just became ambassadors of the city. I mean, I did say that Luongo was was the most important player of the decade because so, so much changed. I think Henrik and Daniel benefited a ton from having Roberto there, especially when those teams were weaker and not as deep. Roberto just, when you have a good goaltender, a great goaltender, the best goaltender in the game, that that confidence boost on every, any given night it is just incredible. Incredible. You don't need a fight to wake up your team, to boost the team's confidence. You don't even need a big goal. You just need to be pretty bad at defense and have a great goaltender and just witness a whole bunch of saves and get that belief like, yo, we good, baby. We can do whatever the fuck we want. We got that dude back there. We we have a good chance. We have a good chance. Now, look, I'm sipping on some Steamworks. About to head out soon. Real talk. I got the sanita sanitizer on deck. Sanitizer on deck. I I'm feeling safe. I'm feeling happy. I'm feeling healthy. And I also don't feel bad. I know earlier in this segment, I called, I called out the Canucks. I said the Canucks have given very little to its fans to celebrate. Some people may may think that's ignorant, naive. What do we really deserve? They're doing their best, blah, blah, blah. But again, it's just a fact. 50 years is a long time. We're not talking about 20 years. We're talking about 50 damn years. People have lived, then died without a cup. That actually means something. Long ass time. It's going to be so interesting to see how this... This year ends, the 50th year. The fans, they deserve to feel whatever way they want. I know I know, Vancouver gets ridiculed for having crazy fucking fans and how it impacts, possibly impacts the play on the ice. Don't, come on. Come on. That's the lamest fucking excuse ever for poor play. Come on. When the fans get on you, Ironically, it is what it is. Just win some games. I was getting a haircut yesterday. New barber. He lined me up the wrong way. I, it is what it is, once again. Anyways, we're talking about life because barbers have to talk about life. And we're talking about hockey. And he said that he stopped watching because the team stopped winning. Winning matters. I, I want to see this team do good things. Again, do I think that when this team or if this team makes the playoffs, they're going on a run? No. 
I have eyes. Do I do I, do I have fancy stats? No. Do I, do I have eyes? A good set of eyes with 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 glasses? Yes. I see. I see the pudding. And this team's defense sucks. They're so bad. I don't I don't look at this potential playoff team as a threat to go far. But the city deserves some April hockey. They deserve to have fun. My city of Vancouver, they don't deserve to be ridiculed or, or even embarrassed amongst other fan groups because their team once again didn't make the playoffs. Because their team traded asset after asset after asset and, and are just a joke. I mean, that's that's what's really going to be said about the city if this team doesn't make the playoffs. There, there's a lot riding on this. There really is. Once you make that commitment to trade assets, you're opening the door. You're opening the door for, for rightful humiliation. You really are. For being ridiculed in a rightful manner. Because you traded assets. We're not talking about fourth round picks, fifth round. We're talking about first round picks. Best co- One of the best college players in the game right now. We're talking about second round picks. This year matters. I'm interested to see where this team goes. How it's going to go. How, what's going to happen? My mind is racing. What's going to happen? Whatever happens, we'll have you covered. We really will on the Nux Misconduct Network. We got four shows, man. Best best podcast network. Covering hockey of all time. <laughs> I'll say it. At the Posted Up Studios. We got Power of the Towel, Silky and Filthy. The Quickie. All with one swipe, one tap. And this show, Sipping on a 40. Once again, my name's Kyle Bowen. Have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. I don't know when you're listening to this, but but we appreciate it. And happy Friday, baby. Happy Friday. Listen to this song and live your best life. Live your bending life. <laughs> <laughs>